devotional podcast aimed at helping you grow more mature in your walk with Jesus. Our reading today comes from the book of Mark, chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. And the word of the Lord says this, On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? I want to talk to you today about four lessons from a promoted saint. But before we do that, let's ask the Lord to help us understand. Lord, we pray to you. We ask you for understanding and clarity today. Thank you that you teach us timeless truths through men down through the centuries. Help us as we listen attentively to your word today through the voice of another who's already in your presence. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I suppose everyone has certain heroes in life. People who have helped us by their example of intelligence and godliness and faithfulness. Sometimes these people are people that we have known personally and looked up to as examples of how to live wisely. But others are those who have already gone before us, and we know them through media of some kind, books or recordings, audio or video. One of the men that I've consistently been helped by in ministry is J.C. Ryle, the first bishop of Liverpool, England. He never met, I never met Bishop Ryle personally, He was promoted to heaven in the year 1900, but he left behind a wealth of books and writings and spiritual wisdom that I have profited from, and I'd like to use four of his observations on the verses before us today, because frankly, they're just too good not to share. So let's listen to lessons from a promoted saint today. Bishop Ryle urges us, first of all, to learn from these verses that Christ's service does not exempt his servants from storms. We might be tempted to think that when we're serving the Lord in some capacity, whether it's helping in some way at the church part-time or full-time, or or maybe just doing something as simple as witnessing to our neighbors, we might be tempted to think that we deserve some special consideration. Maybe we should expect a break from at least the worst of life's storms. After all, Are we being faithful? Isn't it true that God's pleased when we are obedient children? Well, that is true, but consider Christ's disciples in this story. What did they do to get themselves into trouble? How did they get into the storm? See, far from being exempt from the storm, their following Jesus sailed them straight into the storm. They wouldn't have been in the storm at all if they hadn't obeyed Jesus' command when he said, Let's go across to the other side. So if you're expecting a break because you're following Christ, you're probably missing the point. 
Following Jesus is often going to lead us straight into life storms. For example, trouble with family or friends or co-workers who really don't want to hear how excited we are about Jesus anymore. Or maybe an overloaded schedule, too much to do at home and too much to do at the church. Or maybe a resource crisis. Jesus, I'm doing so much for you. Can't you help me meet this unexpected expense? Serving Christ doesn't exempt us from life storms. In fact, it often provokes them. Ryle's next observation was that our Lord Jesus was really and truly a man. You know, I love the way the text tells us that the disciples took Jesus with them in the boat just as he was. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means that he was exhausted. He was dog-tired, as we would say today. A careful reading of the text in context seems to imply to many commentators that Jesus was in the afternoon hours of an incredibly long day of ministry, one that started in Mark 3.19 and didn't end until Mark 5.20. Now, if that's true, it's no wonder that Jesus was exhausted. Read through that passage when you get a moment. That he fell asleep in the back of the boat won't surprise you at all once you realize that Jesus, in his humanity, experienced all the same things that we go through as his followers. And we should praise God for it, by the way. If he wasn't truly human and divine at the same time, he couldn't be our Savior. And he wouldn't understand our weaknesses so empathetically if he hadn't shared in them himself. Ryle's next observation is that our Lord Jesus Christ, as God, has almighty power. Now, here's the other side of the coin. Jesus as man knows our weaknesses by heart. He's experienced them. Jesus as God can heal our weaknesses because nothing is impossible for God. What a comfort to our weary souls. Listen to Ryle on this matter. No stormy passions are so strong, but he can tame them. No temper is so rough and violent, but he can change it. No conscience so disquieted, but he can speak peace to it and make it calm. No man need ever despair, says Ryle, if he will only bow his pride and come as a humbled sinner sinner to Christ. Finally, Ryle noted that Our Lord Jesus Christ is exceedingly patient and pitiful in dealing with his own people. I recently read of an incident where a prosecuting attorney in a town had verbally abused a local candidate for some office who rang his doorbell in the middle of the afternoon. The prosecutor's explanation was that he had been awakened from his nap. Now, when the disciples awakened Jesus from his nap, he didn't flare up in anger. He simply calmed the storm and asked them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? Far from criticizing them for their fear, he counseled them on faith's remedy for fear. That's pretty patient stuff from the Lord of the universe, if you ask me. Isn't it nice to know that Jesus is patient with our weaknesses? What a wonderful picture of our Lord Jesus Christ we have in these verses And isn't it wonderful to think that God's truth is timeless? It applies to every generation, 
whether it be J.C. Ryle's congregants in the 1890s or your soul and mine today. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that you've revealed yourself to us in Scripture and that we can take encouragement from your fellowship, your humanity, your power, and your patience every day. Help us to look to you relentlessly in trust, for we ask it in your wonderful name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us again today. Join us Sundays for our online service at 9 a.m. or our on-site services at 9 or 1045 a.m. And we have an on-site evening service at 6 p.m. as well. Look for our new app in your Apple or Google App Store. Search for BF Sebring to get your copy. Thanks again for joining us. Stay safe.